0: hey donovan don't you think it's funny how people think we have like everything so well put together and just like basically never fail in life
1: yeah here we are at like 1 a.m my time i'm taking shots of coconut rum and just mentally preparing myself for what we're about to talk about welcome to the power of will podcast where two athlete turned entrepreneurs aim to inspire people to evolve their mindset define their goals and accomplish their version of success
0: if you're an entrepreneur, a person building a brand, or someone aiming to live life with intention, this podcast will give you the weekly motivation you need to take action.
1: I'm Donovan Barrett.
0: And I'm Samory Morris. And let's go ahead and get right into this week's episode. Welcome back to episode two of the Power of Will podcast. First of all, I want to just take a second to say thank you so much for all the love and the support we got from episode one. Like, I think that was the best launch that I could have imagined.
1: Like there were I got so many DMs. I know both of us did because we were just like all week sharing back and forth all the nice DMs and comments we've been getting on the podcast. So we're really glad you guys are enjoying it and seeing and getting just some motivation and some value out of it.
0: Okay, so for episode two, we have something really fun planned. I remember we were talking in the car while I was like kind of brainstorming different ideas. And all of a sudden, I just got in my head something that I really wanted to talk about. And that was basically just like failure. Because I know that that like fear of failure has been something that has held me back from certain goals in life. And I know it's commonly like, you know, just a lot of people get held back by it. So I thought this would be a fun topic to kind of share upon.
1: Absolutely, and speaking of failure, are we just not going to mention that it's my birthday and celebrate your? Oh videos? my
0: god, it is your birthday, and the funny thing is, so it's Donovan's birthday, which honestly is over because it like ended an hour ago. Um, for you.
1: in your time zone, it is not over, so we're gonna go <laughs> with that. <laughs>
0: so- going to lead us into our five gratefuls. So I'm going to go first and my first grateful is I'm grateful for my friend Donovan because it is his birthday and I'm just grateful to have such an awesome best friend that's there for me. You know, not only just like as a good friend, but it's fun to have him as somebody that I can just like, you know, bounce business ideas back and forth off of and just who gets taekwondo, gets social media. It's just a really good friendship.
1: I get to be your first grateful today. Yeah. My first grateful, honestly, is not nearly as deep, but, <laughs> but I ordered, I like, so when I sit at my desk, I sit at a bar stool, so today I finally ordered, like, this really nice office chair, and I'm just grateful to, like, have a back rest when I'm working now.
0: Hey, that's a good one. I'm all for that one. My next grateful is gonna be for ice, because right now my ankle is just, like, throbbing from all the adventuring I did today, because it's a Sunday, so I go outside, like, I went to two different lakes today and I did a lot of adventures. So I'm grateful for ice to make injuries feel better.
1: You are really a lot more um, outgoing than me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm actually really grateful for my family. Like I mean, I've always am. But lately, I just I don't know, I really have loved being at home and spending time with my dad and my sister. It's been um, a really nice time. And I just feel like I don't know, things have just been really good. And so I'm grateful for that.
0: Okay, and my last grateful is going to be spaghetti because I had the best spaghetti dinner tonight.
1: You really love your pasta. Like every time you talk to me, you're like, I'm eating pasta. And I remember when... Was it no I think it was your Orlando trip but like every day you were like yeah I'm gonna have pasta I and mean, your thing is like going to Olive Garden so I just don't understand.
0: My thing is only going to Olive Garden for their one soup because I don't know where else to get their chicken and gnocchi soup that just like blows my mind.
1: I just want to know like why of all places Olive Garden is like.
0: Because no one else makes chicken and gnocchi soup that I've ever seen so I don't know where else to get it.
1: It's all about the garlic bread they have there, but anyway, well,
0: no, no. Anyway, let's get back on track. Okay, so what we're talking about today is just basically a lot of our different failures, and we're gonna go through different categories that we kind of came up with in our top like three biggest failures that we can think of in each of these categories.
1: Dang, going to drag ourselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty <but laughs> much what we're gonna do. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so. And no, there's actually like a reason for this. It's because I feel like in all of my failures, like the really big ones that have hurt, hit, hit and hurt me the hardest, um, I wouldn't, like I really wouldn't have taken that next step to go through like what I needed to go through if I hadn't failed so badly. Like they were truly important in my journey.
1: Yeah, I mean, failures are honestly just lessons. And I don't, I actually don't believe you can ever fail. I think the only time you can ever really fail is if you just, if you quit, if you don't keep going after you, you know, have a mess up because everything outside of that is just a lesson or just a bump in the road.
0: Yeah. And I really want to talk about this, especially because a lot of people, and I hate this, well, I mean, it's it's good and I get it, but a lot of people, like in all the comments that I get, is people kind of, you know, like saying great things about you or saying, you know, like, hey, like, I've seen you win at this tournament or do this awesome thing, when I'm just like, hey, that's awesome. But I also want you to know that, you know, that hasn't been how it's been all the time. I haven't been the person that's, you know, just like won everything since I was born it's really important so that people can relate to you and knowing that hey you know like i fail and struggle too
1: i mean absolutely and i mean part of it i don't want to say it's our fault because i think i kind of touched on this in the last episode but why you don't want to share things that are down because you know i think as content creators and just as people in general we're the kinds of people who want to spread positivity as much as we can but um i think that by sharing our failures through like this podcast and everything it'll be a great way to show people that hey like the people that you think are like on top of the world are still trying to just figure it out just like you are
0: just like you okay so my first big failure as an athlete this one's really fun um so in 2012 i went to u.s collegiate nationals and i i like i had a really good losing streak streak up until like this point of my life and i actually won my first fight i think it was in boston massachusetts or at mit And I won all the way up until I went into the final. And I went into the final and I remember stepping like on the warm up mat to get ready before the last fight. And I remember looking over at my opponent that I had to fight. And I'd had a really great day. Like honestly, I had won by so many point gaps and I just felt like I was on fire up until I watched my next opponent. And for some reason I got it in my head that she was going to beat me. Like just from watching her kick paddles, I kept watching her. I'm like, oh, my God, she is so fast. She is so explosive. Like she knows exactly what to do. She is so good. There is no way that I can beat her. Like there's just no way that I can do that. Like she's going to take home first place. And, you know, I, I got second place and that's as good as I can do. So before I even step in the actual ring with her, I had already let, you know, like this idea make it so that I would lose I had already beaten myself out of the match so I think that was like I think it was one of my biggest failures because I don't like that I didn't even give myself a chance or a shot I kind of just took the whole thing out in my head before I even could have a shot
1: I think that's a really like good thing to talk about because, you know, in your case and in many people's cases, when it comes to failure, a lot of times, like in your situation, you had this opponent that you had played up, but you know, the real opponent wasn't really that person. The real opponent was your mind because you had psyched yourself out. Like you were, you had already fought like a five round match with your brain before you even got in the ring with this person. And you had already decided that you lost. So even though, you know, the person in front of you was the person who technically beat you, you had already kind of beat yourself in your own brain and i think that that plays a big role into all, you can probably pinpoint that to pretty much any failure that people have
0: no it's true that's actually one thing that my father said like always told me growing up and funny thing is it's father's day but something that he always told me growing up like while i was fighting is you know, you don't just have the opponent in front of you, you have two opponents, you're actually fighting. And yeah, that's the first person that's in your mind and the person that's in front of you. So there's two different people. And if you can't handle the one that's in your own head, then you don't even have a chance at the person that's actually standing in front of you. Absolutely. So I mean, yeah, and I can see that I mean, here, like, yeah, I lost. And the only reason I lost is because I didn't think that I could do it. So right. I think that's, Yeah, and that kind of stuck with me. Like I said, there's always something positive that comes out of, you know, like failure. And the next year, I actually went on to winning first place because I decided that I never wanted to let that happen again. I didn't mind losing, but I didn't want to lose because I chose to before even giving it a chance.
1: You know, I I really, like, find it interesting that you're bringing that up because, like, with my failure as an athlete, my biggest failure as an athlete, I wouldn't pinpoint to one specific moment. I think my biggest failure as an athlete is a constant battle with my brain and just overthinking and being too hard on myself. Like, I'll wake up and I'll, like, want to train. I'll be so excited. But then my brain's like, okay, but what do I want to train? Like, what do I need to work on? And then I start thinking for, like, 20 minutes about, like, you know, what I really need to work on instead of just getting up and moving my body and then i think about like okay well what do people on social media want me to do like if i'm going to train i might as well film it so that you know i have content to post but then i feel the pressure to like look good and so then i don't push myself to do anything new because i don't want to look stupid so basically i get myself trapped into this like huge like mental model of like reasons I shouldn't train or reasons to make my training more complicated instead of literally just like going on the mat or outside or wherever the case may be and just like starting to move my body and I have extreme I heard someone I think someone on my YouTube comments called it white belt syndrome where like whenever like I've always wanted to dive into kind of like wushu stuff because I find it really beautiful Um, but I get what I guess is referred to as white belt syndrome because i'm so used to being the person teaching that being the student or being the novice um it scares me because like i don't want like my credibility to be taken away and deep down i know that that's not how it works but like i don't know i just get inside my own head a lot
0: is not that funny how like yeah most of these things are self-imposed it's just things that you make up in your head and that end up like overruling so many of your choices
1: Exactly. And like once I finally, like when I finally tell my brain to shut up and I get out there and I move my body, like I feel the best I've ever felt. And I don't even think about any of those things. Like oftentimes if I'm doing a training vlog, once I actually press record and I get in front of the camera, like I forget the camera's even there. And I'm just like letting my body kind of go. And I find that that's just kind of how I am. I don't like structure. Like I like to just, you know, let myself be free and just like kind of go with the flow if that makes sense in my training.
0: That really makes sense. So let's move on to another kind of failure, because I know, I mean, yeah, we've been athletes, but it's funny, because these things translate into all areas of our lives. So the next failure is going to be about our professional careers. Um, I'll let you go first on this one.
1: So I definitely have something that like, I can pinpoint here, I I think this was like a year ago, I was planning on making a video all about my coming out story. And it was gonna be this huge production. And I was gonna interview like all of my friends that I initially came out to and just kind of get their opinion on it and make it into this whole thing. So literally the first person that I interview, like we're in my car, we're talking. And um, he says some things that surprised me about, like you know, his views and whatnot, like that. So we just had a conversation, and I think it was a really like well put together conversation, especially since like I was caught off guard and I had no idea what was coming, um, and neither did he. To be fair, so I was like, okay, I feel like this is a video in itself, so I posted it. And it just, like, went viral, like, so viral to the point where, like, he was telling me, like, oh, my God, like, people in my school have seen it. Like, it went, like, to the point where, like, people were recognizing him, like, literally in his school from the video. So I had never, like, I had had videos that I've gotten views before, but nothing that's, like, spiked like that. And after that, I literally, like, had a full-on mental breakdown because... It was something that was very personal to me like it was me and someone i'm very close to and we were talking about a very vulnerable topic and of course like on the internet everybody has their opinion and everybody was you know on both sides either insulting him or insulting me everything under the sun calling you know me derogatory terms and whatnot like that and i you know I'm, i've gotten hate before but nothing to that level you know like there was a lot of support but there was like more hate than i'd ever received before either so i just had never um confronted that and i literally just like remember crawling into a corner and just not knowing what to post next or if i ever wanted to post again because i just felt like everything was pointless and i never wanted to get in front of a camera again
0: it's funny that that's actually like that failure came from your success
1: Yeah, you was something that everybody wants. Like something that, or at least everyone thinks they want is like to go viral is a big thing as a content creator. But what they don't tell you is that like, no one is prepared for hundreds of thousands of people to like, that you don't know to come onto a video that isn't your core audience and just start sharing their opinion about something that is such a big part of who you are.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. And I wonder... Like why, I don't know, like as I'm hearing this, it's funny because I'm like about to tell mine and I'm like, did we like coordinate this or something? Because mine (laughs) is also kind of similar. So my biggest failure I would say is since, you know, like we're both YouTubers, mine also comes from YouTube. And that is pretty recently, just a couple months ago, I reached my milestone of 100,000 subscribers, which, you know, like like you said, going viral is awesome. Reaching 100,000 subscribers is also awesome but as soon as I hit that goal honestly like I've stopped uploading and it doesn't make any sense because I've had this goal for so long I've wanted to grow my YouTube channel and I love it so why is it that when I reach this big goal and reach the milestone why do I just stop uploading this is what I've wanted to get to so that I could do more and I think that's because of just kind of like a paralyzation of hey, like, yeah, I've reached this level of success. Like, what am I supposed to do now? now all of a sudden there's expectations and there's all these different things that, you know, like it's not something that I'm just going out to do on my own and seeing what happens and no one really cares. All of a sudden it's a real thing. There's a business built off of this. There's people relying on improving from watching my videos. And they tell me all of these great things all the time. And that puts like a certain kind of stress on me, which I haven't been taking too well. And I've been trying to work through that for sure because I know that you know there's always a way or there's something that you can learn from it. But I think my biggest failure has been in that kind of moment that I've been freezing ever since I've reached a goal of a hundred thousand subscribers.
1: Well, I think it's like, because both of our stories sync up and we both feel like in that moment, we achieved something that we had really been going after because I was trying to become more than just, you know, a figure that like kicks around. I was trying to become someone that people can relate to on a deeper level. And, you know, we're both obviously working on getting to those like levels of subscribers because with those subscribers comes, you know, an audience of people who really get you. Um, And it's just interesting to me that, like you said, when we are big, we consider one of our biggest failure is one of our biggest successes you know what i mean so i think that something that really comes from that is that a lot of people are afraid of success but something that you touch on i think is really important is that you don't know where to go from there it's like you've had this idea in your mind for so long and then you do it and you're like crap now what you know where do i go from (laughs) here and you know like you said there's that pressure because you know i think in both of our examples we had this new audience kind of come in and we were like well okay now what do these people want like these people are you know in your case they you've gotten to a certain point they're trusting you to be a voice in the martial arts community to teach and you know whatever and you're like how do i replicate keep replicating the success of these videos that are going crazy and in my case i felt like that at that point people really listened to what i had to say and there were a lot of people who were either in the closet or who are out and proud in the lgbt community who were like now looking for me to kind of you know, speak our truth. And that is a huge burden because, you know, there's so many different misconceptions and stereotypes. And if you don't say something perfectly, like someone will rip it apart. So it's just like that huge amount of pressure.
0: And I really don't want to sound like we're complaining about good things happening to us. No. So I what I want to, yeah. Cause I mean, if you hear it, like, yeah, it kind of sounds like, why are they complaining about all these great things happening to them? But, I think the part of that we feel like it's a failure is because we don't like how our actions happened once achieving this. Like, we don't like how we kind of, um, you know, like, Debt yeah, how it. we acted. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't like the feeling of freezing when something gets stressful. I hate that about myself. And that's something that I don't want to do again. I want to be able to handle and manage things and, you know, make something positive out of it. So I don't like that I froze. That's what I feel like is the failure. That's
1: such a good way of putting it. Like, I'm not mad that it happened. I'm mad that I didn't have the tools to handle it the way that In hindsight, I would like to have, if that makes sense. Because I think both of us are in a place now where we're just like, you know what? At the end of the day, like we put out what we believe is good content and something that we enjoy. And hopefully people like it. But I think when, you know, numbers and influence and people, other people's opinions and feelings get involved, you start thinking about how they're viewing you when that's not what got you there in the first place. What got you there is speaking your truth and being yourself and doing what you're passionate about. So if you just keep doing that, that will lead to more success.
0: Definitely. Okay, now it's time for our digital impact moment. And yeah, what was your digital you gonna impact moment this you week? You want me
1: to go first? Okay, I will go first. So my digital impact is actually a person on Instagram that I found. His username is definitely not Robin. It'll be in the show notes. But he is actually a, a stuntman, and he's a martial artist. And he did these, like, cool. videos where he, like, mimicked um, real, like, moves from, like, um, at the Avatar series, Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't think you really know what that is, Sammy. But um, if no you idea. know that that is, it is. It's a cartoon, but it's based around, like, martial arts. And, you know, it was part of my... It's part of a lot of people's childhood growing up. And it's a really great show. But what I really liked about it is just how creative it was. And it reminded me, because, you know, both of us are instructors. I don't. I know both of us have been teaching martial arts for a really long time. So we're always in that teaching role. We always feel like we have to be, you know, kind of, you know, in the front of the room, if that makes sense. And his content just reminded me to have fun with it. Like, you know, it's okay to just make martial arts or non-martial arts related content that's just fun for you and if you just like kind of like what i was just saying if you just keep doing that it will lead you to where you want to go and help you build the audience that really understands you
0: i like that so to contrast my digital impact moment this week happened two days ago, I was driving in the car a 45 minute ride down to my studio. And I was listening to this podcast, which I'll also link in the description. And it was basically talking about how to get through um, Coronavirus as a business and what kind of attitude to take because it's been a, you know, like a stressful time as a business owner. And something that it said was, hey, right now you have to make the choice. You have to make the decision. Are you gonna do everything it takes to keep your business running once we come out of this and going through with it? Or are you gonna say, well, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna see what happens. Because if you say you're gonna try, then you honestly might as well save yourself like the time, save yourself the money and energy of, you know, like doing a half-hearted try. It's either you're all the way in and you're gonna give it your all and you're gonna make sure your business survives or you might as well not even try. So I like that kind of like all in don't go halfway kind of thing. And the way she just described it in this podcast was just awesome. So that made an impact for me because I'm like, okay, anything I do, I want to be all in I want to have that attitude.
1: Yeah, I think that's, like, that's actually really cool. It reminds me of something that I think I've told you before, but, like, Gary V has said, where, you know, this time right now that we're in is going to separate, you know, the A entrepreneurs and the B and C entrepreneurs. And what that means is, like, you know, there's the people who are entrepreneurs out of convenience. And when, you know, the economy is great and everything's wonderful, you know, they want to be entrepreneurs because they want to be a boss and all that stuff. But like the A entrepreneurs are like the people who will survive this, the people who are just making a conscious decision to do the best that they can to make this work under any circumstance. And of course, there's outside things that you can't control when it comes to that. But it's all about, like you said, just having that all in attitude of saying like, if I am going to go down, I want to know that I went down with like giving everything that I had towards Maybe.
0: it. Definitely. All right. So our last failure that we're sharing is going to be our failures and our friendships relationships. For me, this has been pretty recent. And like the past few years, I was in a long relationship, about three years long, that I found I kind of like just really lost myself in and started thinking about not what not so much like what I wanted, but more about just like what it's like to be in a relationship and what your partner wants and basing decisions off of what they think. And, you know, just like letting them get in your head and basically just like losing myself in that relationship. I think this was a failure because number one, it doesn't lead for a good relationship if you're not you know, like really being yourself. And if you're not thinking about what makes you want to be the person that you are. So number one, it didn't help the relationship. And number two, it didn't lead me to being happy and being my best self. So I think that that's what I would consider my biggest failure in my friendship slash relationships is when I truly just lost myself in it.
1: I think that's really good. And just like, as your friend, just like hearing you say that, like, you know, I'm really like happy for you that you're taking that step. Um, you know, because I think that's something that happens to a lot of people in their relationships. They just get so caught up into it and they forget like, you know, what makes them happy. Um, for me, like I have kind of the opposite problem where I literally just don't, you allowed. really
0: are truly my opposite in relationships, by the way. I
1: am, because my thing is, like, you just go, like, full in, which is something that I, you know, in some ways I really respect about you. But my biggest failure is that I just don't let people get close to me like that. Like, I, you know, I've been, you know, hurt a few times in the past. And it just got me to a place where I'm like, I don't like that feeling. And then I don't want to ever put myself in <clears throat> in a position where i feel that feeling again so i honestly like my biggest failure is that i'm just closed off from it like i don't allow myself to be emotionally available enough for people to get that close to me and i don't mean that in like an edgy way like oh my god like i don't have it. you know like how some people try to like play that off as like it's a good no thing? i, I don't, don't
0: think that's how you are at all
1: no like it's not... i don't think it's like a cool thing to be I just literally like as soon as I feel someone trying to get close to me in that way I just like ghost or cut ties or don't let it happen because it's honestly like if I'm just being completely real and honest it terrifies me like I don't like the feeling of someone else having any kind of say in my happiness
0: yeah and that's totally fair because if you do the opposite which is you know like how I did then it doesn't lead you to a good place. It's heartbreak and it's awful and you lose yourself.
1: I so, think there's obviously the easy answer is that there's a balance between the both of us. Supposedly,
0: but, but how do you get to that balance?
1: That, but like, and, and that's always you know typically with any big problem, that's always the answer is that there's somewhere in the middle of the two opposite sides. But that's so easy to say and so hard to implement because it's so easy to be pulled to one extreme or the other, especially like when you. Have been hurt or you have been affected. And the thing, you know, I think why I respect your approach is because at least every time you're learning something or at least you can say you went for it. Whereas with me, I just feel like I don't. Like I just am kind of like, I don't know if this sounds sad, but I have positioned myself in a place where, like, in my brain, I feel like I'm going to be like alone. And I don't know if that's a bad thing, but. I don't know if it's a good thing either.
0: (laughs) I think it's just about being open to things happening. Not really, you know, like actively making it your life goal and search to find the person. But just being open along with going through your own goals in life. So like you said, there's that happy balance. And that's where we, you know, should all kind of try and get to but also yeah I mean there's a lot we can both learn from both of our experiences I think lately I've been thinking about mine just a bit more because I've been looking at patterns of you know just like how I was back then versus who I truly am and like back then for example like I didn't have many friends which I think is unbelievable because now like I just love my friends (laughs) like I'm just used to being in groups so like you see like you just notice patterns and you learn from these things to really get better and improve and find that balance.
1: Yeah. And see, like, I'm the complete opposite where like, I don't look for friends at all, but for some reason, people just like, talk to me. I'm just like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I've never had a problem making friends, but I don't look for them.
0: Yeah. And they kind of just find you. And I think that's, that's kind of how, like your attitude is just open to things happening and I think that's that's the way it should be
1: yeah because and that's a good point because I'm not I'm not well I guess I am kind of resistant but if someone were to come along and I really did feel a connection and they like asked me to go somewhere with them I wouldn't say no I'm just never going to be the person that initiates that
0: I think you'd just definitely like it. Like in martial arts, just have your guard up while you're doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, let, well, let me never say never because that's not a good thing to say. But it's something that I think we both just need to work on combining our ideologies and finding that place together.
0: Yeah. But so reflecting back on all of these th- three different failures that we think are kind of the biggest ones in our lives, I do think that they have kind of just shaped, kind of like I said before, just shaped the way to take the next step in this journey of, you know, like, becoming a better person, for sure.
1: For sure. And I also think that, like, you can't be successful at everything. Like, everyone has shortcomings, and those shortcomings shortcomings make you who you are, and they help play into other things that are great. Like, for example, because i am closed off in some areas i'm super focused on like my career goals like hyper focused on that to a fault really um but you know your failures are what make you you they help you get stronger they help you um they help define your personality and they help you create your own voice whether i mean even if you don't really want to have a social media presence and use your voice in that way just the way you talk to your friends the way you give advice using your own personal experiences and failures is how you can connect to people
0: yeah, no, it really is. And I hope that that's what you guys kind of got from this podcast. Um, Personally, a lot of these failures are things that I'm currently going through. So it's not things that I'm past and have learned from quite yet. But it's things that I'm in the process of bettering as I'm recognizing and trying to grow into a better person. So Hope you guys can relate and hope that this was helpful. So thank you so much for, oh, my God, this is our second episode that we have now completed.
1: Oh, my God. weeks uh, of consistency. Go us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm really proud
0: of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We are on, I think, all the platforms now, right?
1: All the important ones. I know we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, something called Pocket Cast, and then there's another one. <laughs> but the main ones that everyone actually listens to podcasts on, we're available on.
0: Yes, we post every Monday, and we would absolutely love it if you left us a review. Um, we'd love to hear it. And then also, yeah, that would just be great for our podcast launch. Um, make sure you follow us on all of our socials and we will see you guys next Monday.
1: Thank you for tuning in. Bye guys. Bye.